Yeah, absolutely. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Try not to try not to suffocate in this heat we've got over in the UK at the oh. moment. You know. Yeah. Okay. You're in the UK. I was. You know what's crazy? Whenever I um. Wait. Did we did we message on Instagram? No, I don't think so. Okay. Somebody from the UK messaged me about doing an interview, and I started talking to them about uh, the streets. Okay. Um. Yeah. Because I I really like like um I like that. I think I think it's pronounced like garage. Gar- like that gar- like garage sound like i love burial and i love the street oh, the first two streets records at oh least. of course of course of course yeah yeah but uh, yeah that uk grime sound you ever been over here have you ever been over here you know it's it's crazy i haven't like been in the uk hard i, I had a layover that's about it <laughs> yeah on a european tour in my old band but uh that's that's all i have for the uk but i, I really 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 want to go there Fingers crossed now the world's opening up opening up a bit more that uh, that uh, would vomit forth that will be something that's more available yeah. in the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I hope so. Well, listen, Ken, I won't keep you too long anyway, then it's mm-hmm. quite uh, you can see you're quite busy. So thanks so much for taking the time to do this interview. Um, first things first, how is your day going? Uh it's kind of psychotic, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um <laughs> I had to uh run to the post office real quick uh to send out some merch stuff so i had to do i had to do the interview um it's in my car because i'm at the post office now but um it's been it's been good i mean uh i'm we're still kind of, i'm still kind of like reeling off of the release of the record because it, it received really positively so um as a result my life has gotten a little bit more hectic but it's a great thing so today was good but hectic how about you yeah, yeah, you're doing well, doing well as can be. It's fascinating because it's only the life of a working band. You got to get out, you got that merch, you got to get it out there. And it has been two weeks since uh, the release. So mm-hmm. that reaction, the dust not quite settled yet, but you know, it's drifting down. The reaction, both yeah. review, critical reviews, and fan base, it's been universally positive. You know what? That's funny you say that. I, I I saw a lot of like kind of not so good reviews, which was uh, interesting to me. But uh, a lot of people like have been critical of the production, and I was like, really? Because I I I'm a I'm a very self critical person, and I I I will I'll like like I'll I'll give credit where it's due, but at the same time, like if it has anything to do with me, I'll be like, no, it, it could have been better. I was really happy with this record and um, the production was something that I thought was really cool, but some people haven't really been into it, but that um, fan base wise, like you were saying, mm. um, that was a really, really, really good reaction. And I'm so thankful for the people who have been following us and st- stuck with us. And um, like you were saying, the dust hasn't really settled yet, which is crazy in, in today's time because it's like everyone needs instant gratification and it's like your record's out for a day and it's on to the next one and I didn't really feel that with this record which I'm I feel so blessed and um grateful for that so you still find it kind of riding the wave of enthusiasm that comes from that entire period this, this entire period of record release mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah feels nice yeah I think as well like uh Press reviews, they are what they are. Uh, still always one person's mm-hmm. opinion. It's that fan base. It's the people that are there along for the ride. The people that are coming to your shows and so on that are the most important. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think both are very, 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 uh, I think both are crucial. Mm-hmm. I also think, but I also think that we come from a more kind of a DIY scene. We come from like hardcore punk. So um, a lot of those people who are like a, a little bit more like involved in the press or I guess for lack of a better term, they're like involved in the uh, industry. Um, they're not used to us. So um, I, I, which, and, and it's no, I'm not like saying that to slight anybody. Um, I'm just, it's just like, I think that if you go from a band, I, I saw somebody compare us to a band called Paleface, who's not really like, they're not really my thing all the way, but um, that's a, they're a lot more polished than a band like us. So mm-hmm. I could see uh, if you're like, if you're looking at us through, through that context of like, you're into bands like that, and then you hear Bomb Boards, you're going to be like, you know, I can't understand what you're saying. The product, you know what I mean? Because we're not as polished as, as a band like that. No, but also within the rock and metal world, we, we, we love to pigeonhole. We want to grab you and stick you into a specific genre. And uh, with yeah. Waterforth, it seems straightforward at first, but there's so much mm. more to you guys. And I think that maybe sometimes confuses people, throws them off, almost not too sure how to take it. Um, yeah, I appreciate you noticing that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, uh, what is, it's like, what a, uh, you know, it's, quote shrek you know there's layers <laughs> you, know? you are when there's I'm layers <laughs> Wait, i'm sorry what you saying i couldn't hear yeah i was agreeing you are an onion <laughs> yeah yeah and and that was a very uh, deliberate move with this record i mean the the production is dense um there's a lot of like auxiliary instrumentation as far as electronics and uh stuff like that so like kind of like how nine inch nail like I, I've actually made this comparison a lot because like the fragile and the downward spiral, I love all Nine Inch Nails records, but those two records in general are so dense to me. Mm. And um, I can, I can listen to them like years later and find new things. And I wanted to kind of create, I mean, I don't think we're at that level, but I wanted to create something similar to that. It's a very cool comparison and it makes sense. I haven't heard the album. We reviewed it on the site and absolutely loved it. So it kind of really makes a lot more sense. I haven't heard it. So take us back then. When did Vision uh, for this record first start to form? And because of the period we've lived in within the last few years, how much of an influence has the pandemic period had, if any, on the uh, record? So um, it started out pre-COVID, and then um, that's like where the genesis was. But uh, during COVID is where we kind of were like, yo, we want to like kind of almost destroy like our foundation that we had and break it apart and rebuild ourselves into kind of a more immersive kind of I don't know we wanted to make it a little bit more like personal and uh oh I don't know what just happened oh yeah make it a little bit more personal and like a little bit more um I don't know. Uh, we, we didn't want to be confined to just being a death metal band anymore. We felt like we'd already pr- proven ourselves as a death metal band. So we wanted to um, expand on that a little. And what, what would you say, considering the last few years, that it, it would be the exact same thing, of the same beast as it were, if COVID hadn't happened, e.g. the pandemic and the lockdowns and that forced downtime? Or is that something that's kind of impossible to know? Um, I don't think it's impossible to know. I think that this was coming no matter what, especially on my end, just personally, because creatively um, I needed to do more to be happy. 
in vomit forth. But um, I do definitely think that the lockdown here in the States definitely was like uh, almost a catalyst or it accelerated the process, that process for sure, for sure. Do you think as well then as a band, um, could Sydney barely kind of got started before things came grinding to a halt? Do you think you guys coped as best as you possibly could? And do you feel stronger for the experience of the past few years? Um, I feel stronger personally from, from the past few years, but the thing with Vomit Forth is like, we didn't, we never really got that much love or anything from, all, from our scene. So we were already forged in a pretty serious fire to begin with. Like we had to really fight for everything we had. Hmm. And um, like basically anytime we got any good opportunity, you know, and like, have you, have you seen the Christopher Nolan Batman movies? Mm-hmm. You know, when the Joker like kills the dude from Spawn and then he's like, we're having tryouts and he breaks the pool stick. That was like us getting anything. You know? Fantastic. <laughs> it, it was yeah it was it was it was tough so um i don't think that that the last few years with covid made us stronger as a band because we and i don't mean to toot our own horn but we were already pretty strong because we had to really fight hard for everything we needed to get done but um as a person for sure and that has created a different uh songwriter in me so um yeah i i would say that uh yes and no any positives, Glean, any positives from that particularly hard period that we can possibly get? It's always good to hear, particularly if it's a musician yeah. at a personal level, you've been able to progress, get stronger and develop uh, who you are. Are yeah. you, are, then by 2022 standards, as we sit right now with Seething Malevolence been out a few weeks, are you noticing a shift in people's attitude towards Vomit Forth? Yeah, and it's uh, it's strange. It's 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 a positive thing, but um, people definitely take us a little bit more seriously i think that cd malevolence kind of not not even just the record but the videos that we put out and everything like i think that our whole image has finally done what i wanted it to do and it kind of scared people and i think it's like this thing that everyone's like whoa okay like you guys aren't joking you know and uh that's that's the vibe i've been getting from people which i really like no, I completely understand it because one of the most important aspects for me personally of see the middle of lens is how you do challenge them, any expectations of what death metal is and should be, in particular the modern sound, while still staying true to the core aggression that comes from that style of music. Now, that is a yeah. difficult balance to get, particularly by today's standards, that core sound while also progressing it as well. But you guys have nailed it on this record talk to me then about how you kind of went about doing that well i appreciate you saying that um so how how we went about doing it is like ricky who is like he's the guitarist and he's one of the main songwriters in the band he's a metal guy you know he's a tried and true like that that dude was listening to like carnage when he was like three you know (laughs) (laughs) he he knows he knows his shit when it comes to metal um so that's how we that he is very vital into how we stayed true to like brutal death metal and stuff like that um and he he was a great he was like my compass Mm. because i want i was the man who wanted to venture i was the one who wanted to add all this other weird stuff 
at the same time, one thing that always bums me out about a band is when they do that and they, they don't have that balance. And he was my, he was my roadmap to be like, yo, Kane, you're going off the deep end here, you know? And, um, he really, so that, that was how it worked out is we had me who I, I come from a different background. I listen to all different kinds of types of music, you know, like my, my favorite band in the world is, is six pence, none the richer. They sing that song, kiss me mm-hmm. from like, that's like one of my favorite bands. And, and, you know, Ricky does, I don't even think he knows who they are, you know? So <laughs> it, Ricky like lives and, and breathes like nineties hip hop and metal. So he is, is like I said, our ground. And then I'm kind of in the clouds grabbing all this other stuff. And that's, that's really the, our little secret is, is that is having a true metal head in the band, you know? I mean, I'm not, Nick, everybody else in the band is like way more metal than I am, so. But that's just an extra element that you then bring to the table because obviously having an open, wide and varied taste in music means experimentation can seep in. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important in every genre. 100% 100% agree and it seems like you guys particularly at this stage were you were aware of the constraints that come from a specific genre so what was the learning experience like then when I guess on a personal level and a professional level where you started to realize that you could do so much more with your sounds um I mean that's like um it <laughs> I don't really, that's a tough one to answer. Like the, the process was just kind of not easy. It mm-hmm. was a lot of checking each other. It was a lot of uh, hard conversations. Like another thing I like, I say about Vaughn and Forth is we're not really like, we have fun together and we're friends, but there's nothing really fun about the band. We, we, we push ourselves to the, I mean, even when we play live, and that's been from the beginning. I mean, it is physically painful for all of us. Nick is in the best shape of his life because of this band. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, you know, he's like, it's not just because of it. I'm just, that's a joke. But he really is like, he is, he pushes himself so hard on drums. Ricky and Tyler both when they're done playing. And this has been from the beginning. I mean, they are shredded. My voice is shredded. And, um, we don't just, it doesn't end there. You know, it doesn't end with our playing. I mean, it comes into our writing process too, where it's like, you know, it might bum you out that I will tell you this sucks, Mm. you know, and, but we are willing to have those conversations with each other. And, um, that was a big part of the trauma. Trauma is a big part of this band and trauma manifests itself in different ways. And, uh, trauma is also the catalyst for change. Um, in any way i mean you can look at that in any single like when you have a wound it leaves a scar yeah and um that's how i looked at our i know that sounds really cheesy i probably sound like uh super cheesy but that's how i looked at our writing our creative process i was like no nah, man i'm gonna beat us up and we're all gonna beat each other up and we're gonna have scars and we're gonna change because we can't I'm never happy if I'm just doing, I don't want to write the same, any band that's written the same, not, not any band. There's a couple bands that write the same record that I'm like cool with, but that's very few and far between. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite bands always change, change it up and always push themselves. And, and I, we held ourselves to that same, same standard. So. 
it's good standards to hold yourself to. You are right. There's only a handful of bands that have ever really been able to get away with doing it. Um, and as a musician, I, I would surely believe that if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not experimenting, you will surely potentially lose the love of making music if you're not trying different things. Yeah. It's, you, I know I find myself being like, well, because I'm very grateful for, and I don't, I don't call people who like our music fans because I don't like that word. Mm. I think it's, I think it's whack. I mean, like for people who support you and people who are giving you money and, and, and like are kind of praising you. Yeah. Um, I know that with me, just my personality, I want to make them happy, but there's this line where you realize it's like, well, they want to hear what you have to say. So it, it's like, it's like with anything, it's like with a job, it's like, Oh, I want to give you the best product possible. And there's always this kind of fear in your head where you're like, people said they wanted this. And it's like, well, they might have said they wanted that, but they don't know what you're going to do. So what if you did, what if you went against what they said? And then they're going to be like, Oh, actually like, I love that. It's because they really want to hear what you want to do. So as you know, but there's that line, you know what I mean? And it's a, it's a, it's a really intricate dance. It is, it is. And uh, very few get it right perfectly, at least the first time. Um, one of the things that's kind of really interesting, I guess, as well, about the album is the honesty. It bleeds honesty. And speaking to you here, it's clear that amongst yourselves, this is something you heavily want to portray. For me, I think it's something that is going to resonate with your supporters. Is that something you're very conscious of, that you do want to be open and clear and honest with your supporters yeah yeah because um i don't feel like a lot of people are and especially like going back to like what's been going on mm. you know and I, i'm not gonna get like i'm not i don't really want to get political or anything like that but, but the thing is is we're living in a time where people in art are capitalizing on other people's misfortunes mm. And that's what, that's why it's really important to us to kind of be honest. And, um, I, when, when people come see us, I always kind of give a little speech here. It's, it's, and I, and I try and keep it vague where it needs to be, but not like, and, and then to the point where it needs to be as well, where it's like, um, I, we want to create an atmosphere where it's like, yeah, we're making this negative music and stuff like that, but we're doing that because everybody could feel negative, but we want you to feel included in that and we're with you and you know what i mean and i think it's important to have that honesty with people um and you can be honest and not put your own personal view on stuff that's why i loved aggressive music or anything like that to begin with because when you feel ostracized or different from the people around you i think it's important to be around people that are somewhat like-minded and and um like I said, honest, honesty doesn't always have to be uh, politicizing something. It can be, be, it can be just be like, yo, if you don't feel okay, yep. you can be here and not feel okay. You know what I mean? I don't have all the answers and I can't do everything for you. And that's where that honesty is. Cause I don't have all the answers. I can't do everything for you. But what I can do is give you, is give you this art and hopefully it can do something for you. Yeah. Even you know? If it, if it's um it's a it's a show a forty five minute hour long show for that mm -hmm. you get to connect and just be with you in that same mindset. Yes, and be and be in the moment. So going back to so, yeah, that's going back to super malevolence. What was potentially the most challenging thing? 
found when it came to working on the album and what did it take to overcome it? The most challenging thing was, was actually getting it mixed and, and mastered and doing all the auxiliary weird things that I wanted to do because we were sending it to different people and sending it back. And, and, I'll, and meanwhile, you know, I'm working a full-time job. And mm. So that was really the, the biggest hurdle was um you know making sure everything was ready for the release date making sure everything was ready for all this other stuff because um there were restrictions and there were time limits so that was the biggest the biggest hurdle but i really think considering where we were as a band and what resources we had i think we did a really good, a good job and i don't pat myself on the back often but i will i will now with that you're speaking to you, I get the sense of accomplishments, the sense of, sense of pride you have in what uh, you did You did release. And of course, every artist is um, humble and uh, will always play down their achievements to a certain degree. And it's always exciting for me to hear, you know, you feel that enthusiastic about your work because it is more than deserved. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Momentum as well is such a major part of it, man. And at the moment, it really, really... Yeah. Comet Fourth have a ton of momentum, particularly as things open up and you're able to get out there and play live. Now, admittedly, around the world, we're all still playing catch up. So festivals are booked up from last year. Trying to get on anything yeah. is difficult, but we are getting there bit by bit. I guess the plan from this stage fourth for Vomit Fourth is basically just to do as much as humanly possible, right? Grind. Grind, grind, grind. Yeah, we we want to tour. I mean, we're we have we put out three videos. We're gonna we're already shooting more videos. We are we have a ton of touring coming up. Um, I we want to make CD Malevolence as immersive and as big as we can. So we're oh. doing it all, doing anything we can. That's fantastic. I hope I'm, um, you know, if I've got one wish, I hope I'll see you next year, 2023 at Bloodstock Festival. I think that is the perfect fit. You guys, I would be so honored. And, you know, if we get on that, I'll guess you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl, as well as Big Cartel, where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?